This is Ringside Radio, your ringside ticket to some of the finest wrestling talk around. And now, here are your hosts, Grim Chorizo, Katrina Cena, and Sloppy Joe! Hello everybody, welcome to Ringside Radio, Grim Chorizo here, joined with Katrina Cena and Sloppy Joe. And it's been a little bit, but we are here for another episode of Ringside Radio. Woo! So, topic I want to start off with is the new World Heavyweight Champion, Brock Lesnar. So, no, no, it's Brock Lesnar. That is right. It is the one behind the one in twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of ones. So, first of all, I mean, your thoughts on that? Before we, I have a few questions about it, but I mean, your thoughts on Lesnar being world champ? I'm okay with it as long as he's there on a more regular basis than he has been. I mean, I think we all knew it was going to happen eventually. It was just a matter of time. So. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where where do you go after you beat the street? Yeah. You know. Unless you don't come back. Yeah, I mean, you just end it after that, but. I mean, I'll go on record saying I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I think it's, I think it's disrespectful to the business and the people who really pour themselves into the business and really care about the business. Um, and I'm not gonna hate on Lesnar for you know doing it for the money, as people say or whatever. Um, you know, if I could get that much money to work mm-hmm. a handful of times a year, yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody who wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I can't hate on him for that, but. I just, it frustrates me. So I don't like it, but I accept it because <laughs> what else am I going to do? Yeah. So, and it doesn't matter who he lost, you know, who he beat for mm-hmm. it, who lost to him. That truly doesn't matter. I just don't like, I don't like that he's mm-hmm. carrying the title mm-hmm. because I know he's not going to be on consistently. I know mm-hmm. he won't. Yeah. So, and he sure as heck won't be at house shows. No, so, no. and I do have a big problem with that because to me, that should be, that should be a requirement that should be expected mm-hmm. of you as the champion. Yeah. So that those are the points that frustrate me. But um, like you guys said, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, he just beat the streak. So if he's going to stick around, he can't not carry the title. So I accept it, and I'll move on with my life yeah. from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I basically knew it was coming yeah. because regardless of who it was, whether it was Cena or Brian, I was prepared for Lesnar to be the champ. And I miss him so much. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> I miss Brian. I think we all do. <sighs> yes. Sorry. Definitely. But I'm okay with it. It's only two weeks into the rain, however. Mm-hmm. And so I'm okay with him winning it. But that leads me to my next question is, how do you go about booking a title reign for someone who beat the Undertaker's streak? No one could do that before. Uh, basically destroyed John Cena. No one has really mm-hmm. done that before. How do you book that title reign? Like, honestly, I'm assuming he'll hold the title to WrestleMania. But how do you get there? He can't fight Cena every mm-hmm. month, you know? How do you even get to Night of Champions at this That's point? Because yeah. I'm already like, oh my... I mean, I'm with you. It's like a legitimate... It's just... What? I have ideas, yeah, the, and that's what I want to talk about, the, is if, if, say, he will fight every pay-per-view, or if your idea is that he doesn't fight every pay-per-view, which I would he rather really do. Should, yes, yeah. but he He should fight more than every pay-per-view, yes. but he... I mean, that's yeah. not going to happen, so... 
So what kind of challengers would you, you know, throw his way? Honestly, I think what they should do, and we've talked about this before, I don't remember if it's on the podcast or not, but they should just have, every time he comes out, every time he, like, cuts a promo or whatever, he just has issues in open challenges. Mm-hmm. He says no one can beat him. He's the best. And then they come out, and he either, and he just destroys them every time, like, no matter who it is. Because so clearly he destroyed Cena, so there's really, it's going to be tough for So basically what you're saying is, chance. he shows up and when he's there, he basically issues an open challenge, right. knowing there's no way anybody's going to beat mm-hmm. me. I like that idea, I just don't see it happening, because no. he'd have right. to be there a lot. I would yes, love that. Exactly. I honestly would not mind, mm-hmm. nearly every week, if he issued an open challenge, mm-hmm. and different people accepted it. Zack Ryder. Mm-hmm. Uh our truth, all these people, because you're not at this point. You're not going to look bad losing to Brock Lesnar. No, you know, you're just getting the chance to. Mm-hmm. Well, if fight him. if you're if you're in the ring with Brock Lesnar at this point, you are you're way up there. Yeah. You know, you have achieved quite a level of um, you know, yeah, superstardom, so to mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. If you're at the level of challenging Lesnar at this point, yeah. So, I mean, I. The only one I can really think of is Roman Reigns. Mm. And we as we as a group on the side have kind of talked about, you know, leading up to WrestleMania, maybe having something involving Roman Reigns. But he's one of the only ones I can see because of his size, yeah. because of his, you know, his strength, and because of how the fans as a whole react to him. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's somebody that they'll really get behind mm-hmm. because Lesnar does have a following. And they're gonna have to. They are gonna have to choose carefully who mm-hmm. they put in the ring with him because it has to be somebody that the people get behind. Yeah, that they want to see win more. Right, than Lesnar. and that's where I would really love mm-hmm. to see. Like, like I don't, I don't know how this would happen, but you know, if Brian's ready to return in that amount of time, you know, returning him, you know, having him return that way, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, and uh, I guess they have the basis that Brian beat Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that would give him credibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and at least in that regard, because, I mean, if you look at Brian and then you look at Cena and then you look at Lesnar, it's, you know, uh, just if, if you're basing things on size. It's one of those things like, okay, if Cena can't do it, how the hell is Brian? That's exactly yeah. right, because Lesnar is such, he's so freakishly powerful. Yeah. The only way I could see them building, like, Brian as being able to be just because he's such a good technical wrestler and he knows every hold there is. Right, yeah. and and will he beat him? I, you know, if he were to return and go up against him, I don't I don't think so. But he would definitely be a viable and uh, yeah. competitor. And he's got, definitely got the crowd on his side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That's one. Because it's got to be, I think they're in this thing for the long haul. I don't know if they've decided who's going to do it, when it's going to, or they know when it's going to happen. I think it's mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And right, at, yeah. it, at this point, I mean, it's it's going to be a long wait, but it'd be kind of pointless not to, you know? Mm-hmm. So here's what I think. I think it will be Roman Reigns yep. who does it. But if the, the person I would like to see dethrone Brock Lesnar is Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Because he's legitimately... The way he's been booked kind of lately makes it... He's, I mean, he loses... He goes on a losing streak, but then he wins a few, and now he's the number one contender for the U.S. title. So, I don't know. They're trying to savor something mm-hmm. of him, and they obviously care about him, but well, and he's, he's so freaking strong. And he's on every week. And he has the, yeah, and he has the little bit of relation to Paul mm-hmm. Heyman, not so much anymore, but he still has it. And I think he could do it. Mm-hmm. And I think Cesaro, honestly, is more ready than Roman Reigns for a main event yeah. push. I'm not going to be upset if it's Roman Reigns. I mean... 
I just think he needs... Reigns needs something... He needs, like, a stepping stone, like mm-hmm. an intercontinental title or something to get him ready for that point. Yep. But as far as challengers to get there, I mean, he can't fight Cena, like I said, and he can't fight he can't fight Reigns throughout there, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think one person who comes to mind who's big enough and could lose and it not be a big deal, he's gone right now, but Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. He's unstable. He's crazy. He might be the only person who's crazy enough to think about fighting Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You know, putting all aside, like, he doesn't care what happens to his body. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, and he is over as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't beat him. But he could try twice and just get destroyed and keep coming back. Almost kind of like Cena, but it's not so much a never give up as just that he's, he doesn't care. I'm too, to I'm too insane so to care. Well, and the sad thing is when you said Cesaro, I was like kicking myself. He's he's one of my favorite guys, but yeah. he wasn't even a thought because they haven't been... He's so low. The way they've been booking him is makes no sense at all because he was losing and he lost to... He, he was eliminated by Heath Slater yeah. in the Battle Royal. Mm. Like... And then he was losing and losing and losing, and now suddenly he's going up against Sheamus for yeah. the title. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. If they're going to make him a competitor, which I agree, I think that would be amazing, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to build him up and not keep tearing him down. Definitely. Because that drives me insane. Because honestly, looking back at SummerSlam, regardless of if it was a boring match mm-hmm. or stupid, it's memorable. Yeah. It's right. definitely memorable. Yeah, and everyone's going to remember it. It's one of those things where, yeah, there was, like, one move involved, but that's why it's memorable, and that's why it's... Mm -hmm. You know, I think SummerSlam was one of the best pay-per-views of the year, and Mm -hmm. this whole year has had really good pay-per-views. But Night of Champions, they can't do that again. That's what makes it interesting is Cena's going to bring the fight this time. Mm -hmm. I really think it's going to be the match we were thinking SummerSlam was going to be. And I don't... Well, and don't you think, and not to cut you off, but don't you think that is why they built everything mm-hmm. else in SummerSlam so much? Because here comes the main event, yeah. and the fans, mm-hmm. it's not going to live up to their expectations. No. It's going to be memorable, like we said, mm-hmm. but it is not going to live up to their yeah. expectations. That's why they Because I think everyone, else. and we had, what, 10 to 12 people mm-hmm. over watching, and I think everybody was disappointed, at least in one way or another. Yeah. You know, from our brand new fans to, you know, the, mm-hmm. the ones of us who yeah. have, like, watched forever. I think everyone in one way or another was disappointed by it. Yeah, Because yeah. we know what both those guys can do, and I was expecting right. something to, I don't know, just a better match. Mm-hmm. But I will say I don't, I'm not upset about it now because... It told a story. Mm. It really did, and I think it just builds up more for their Night of Champions. Well, and that's what it's going to do, because now Cena has to develop. We're going to get that intense, very brutal match that we were all winning to see at SummerSlam. That's going to be a Night of Champions. And, I mean, all that match did is it did two huge things. One, showed that Lesnar is, like, on another level, Mm -hmm. and that Cena will not give up. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it did a really good job of that. So I just wanted to, you know, see what you guys mm-hmm. thought, how they're going to do it. It's it's a mystery. It really yeah, is. I, I'm, I'm the curious. only challengers I, that come to mind are Reigns, Cesaro, and Ambrose. Because I mean, mm-hmm. Rollins is on the same. He's a heel, and but, he has well, that briefcase, yeah. but he is not going to cash. Well, in no, it would make no sense if he cashed in. It would make no sense. Seth is smart. That's what they built right. him up. He is freaking really smart. Why the hell would he cash in on a guy mm-hmm. who could pick him up and break him? Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, he's going to wait. Even if Lesnar were weak, I don't think he would try. Because mm-hmm. he's like, okay, even if he's weak, even if I beat him, he's going to kill me afterwards yeah. or something, right. you know? Yeah. He's going to wait for the the right 
moment, and it's mm. not going to be on Lesnar. No. So Lesnar like, is a very unique presence in WWE now. There's almost like a reverence about yeah, of, you know toward him because, I mean, who beats the street? Yeah. Exactly. It's, it it kind of seems like he's almost like. The new Undertaker. It's weird. It is. It's like he's and the he roster. To me, he will never, ever be even remotely yeah. close. Yeah. That's my personal opinion, yeah. ever. Mm. But, yeah, I... He's, yes. Yeah, regardless of if you like him or not, it's like they, they successfully put a superstar on a completely another level mm. that there hasn't been like that And forever. people are still behind him. Yeah. They're... There are so few people you could have put in that position to end the streak mm-hmm. that wouldn't have completely destroyed their career. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. And we're still here months later, and it it has definitely worked. Yeah, I guess I'm just trying to enjoy it because mm. even though it's kind of weird not having a champion on who's every week and all this stuff, it's just like this isn't something that's gonna stick. And there's not always gonna be a guy who is like, mm-hmm. a, like in a video game, for example, like a final boss or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's like literally like mm-hmm. something else. It's definitely gonna be memorable when we look back. You know, ten mm-hmm. years from now, and think about. You know, 2014. Oh, yeah, that's that's when Lesnar won the title. Yeah. So, and whether I like him or not, and my feelings are, I have been made pretty clear more than once. <laughs> yeah. But whether I like it or not, it's going to be memorable. Yeah. And so. when the guy beats him, whoever it is, it just you're ready to. see I will that. probably have a party that. and cry yeah. tears of joy no matter who it is. It's going to be and such no a big is, win. Yeah, they're going to be so over and be on such a new level. Yeah. It'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. Assuming It'll be that worth it when whoever it that is is ready for it, and I yeah. think with the right building, because well, yeah. they have to be built up enough to beat this guy. Yeah. I, they're gonna have to work their magic. Well, it's got it's got to be. I mean, it's gonna have Reigns. to be. It's really gonna have to be Reigns. Mm-hmm. But you see, know? my thing is, if they do that, they need to have Reigns feud with Cena, but Reigns and Cena are both super well, baby face. That can. I mean, it, it can happen though. It, it can. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's just... I, I really think we might be not too far from Cena disappearing for a little mm-hmm. bit, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's a much-needed time off. I, he deserves it. Yeah. Well, yeah, he does. You but just he can't, want it. You can't get it through his head. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a I think. I think he's almost in as much denial as some of his fans who have followed him forever and ever. Yeah. Because I have this huge denial there, you know. Mm-hmm. Cena will be wrestling until I die. <laughs> He will never not be on TV, you know, because I can't picture it. I can't picture that, Mm -hmm. you know. There's just something about following someone's career passionately and caring so much about them for so long that it's hard to think about them someday not being there. And I think I really... I really think Cena is in as much denial as some of his fans yeah. like myself yeah. are. That he, he, can't, he can't so picture much, not yeah. being there. He can't mm-hmm. picture not being there. And if you don't like Cena, that's great. It's not, you know, that's fine. Everybody has their opinion. But I don't think anybody can legitimately actually be serious and deny that he loves yeah. the E mm-hmm. so much. Like, he can't, he can't, like, I don't think there's life for him outside of it. I really yeah. don't. You know, and so I think he's kind of in denial, but yeah. he he needs he does need he to take is. some time off. I don't want him to, obviously, as much as he doesn't want to, mm-hmm. because it's really hard for me. Even though there are other wrestlers I really love, mm-hmm. it's just not the same for me when he's mm-hmm. not there. And there probably are fans out there who feel the same way I do. Yeah, you know, uh, but I really think he, I think he needs to take some time off. He's, you know, he's definitely getting older. Yeah. For and and he's done this for so long, just tirelessly, just 
yeah. always, always, always there. And when he does there. get injured and takes a break, he go, rushes back to get back, you know? And right, because this this is all he wants. Yeah. It's like it's in the entire world. Like he doesn't know what to do when he's not traveling with doing it's, that. It's yeah. really incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, it that's, really is. Speaking of, like, a unique presence, there's not a lot of people, there's no one, like, Cena mm-hmm. either, you know? Yeah, like, in his desire... Okay, this Love just this that. has to happen now, and you can edit this out if you want. <laughs> but I just I gotta talk about Comic Con. Go for it. Cause I okay, so um, last week, this past weekend, I guess I could say, I went to Comic Con and met Cena, and this was my eighth time like meeting him. You know, you you know you're gonna go and you're gonna meet John Cena. This was my eighth time. I like had little experiences at live events and stuff. But actually going and meeting him, autograph, picture, whatever, this was number eight for me. And it's just so cool. You said unique presence. There's nobody like Cena. It's it's really something special to watch him interact with fans. Because it doesn't matter who you are. You can, like, there were definitely some characters. It's Comic-Con. <laughs> so there's, like, there's, like, drunk ladies who are, like, 80 years old. There's, like, I mean, I'm serious. There's such, it's a cluster and it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how old you are. You have his undivided attention while you're there. It's crazy. Like, with kids, it's like he just he knows what to say. And, you know, I've worked with kids forever. But even me, sometimes, it's like, man, he just, he's a natural mm-hmm. at dealing with people. It doesn't matter who you are. You have his respect. You have his attention while you're up there. And I just, I love to watch him interact with, with fans. Because there's really there's nobody like him. Yeah. I got you know, I, I got to show him a really old picture of the two of us. It was taken July twenty fourth, two thousand four. That was the first time I actually met him. And um, he he was kind of robotically going through and personalizing everybody's picture and then signing his mm-hmm. name to it because that's what they told him to do. You know, and they gave us a sticky note. They said, write your name on it. And I said, okay, can we write anything else? Can he, can he write mm-hmm. anything else to us? And they said, no, just your name. I'm like, okay. So I wrote my name on a little sticky. And I get up there, and I showed him the picture on my phone. And I said, I said, I understand. I'm just a face in the crowd. I said, I completely understand that. You know, I'll walk away, and he's mm-hmm. not going to have a damn clue who I am. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Because he sees hundreds and hundreds of people mm-hmm. every week. You know, maybe even every day. day. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, but you've been my hero for a very long time. And I showed him and I said, this was taken 10 years ago. And the look on his face was just like, like humility mixed with like excitement and like just a realization Mm -hmm. that, oh my gosh, I make such a big difference to people. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he said, it feels really good to see a picture like this. Mm -hmm. And... He put his hand over his heart and he said, I needed to see this picture. I needed to see this, he said. And I was like, wow. I said, so this is kind of our 10 years strong. Because that was one of his things a couple years ago. Yeah. And he said, wow. And he started writing on my picture and he wrote and he wrote and he wrote (laughs) and he wrote. And I'm going, oh my gosh. I said, I don't know what's happening right now. I can't read what he's writing because it's upside down and I'm crying. and. You know, this chick, this security chick's rubbernecking, and she's about to scream at me, I can tell. (laughs) And then she figures out it's Cena that's taking so long. It's not me, you know? And so I'm just, 
And I, I completely lost it. I'm just crying and crying because I, I don't know what he's writing, but it's spontaneous and it's from his heart. Yeah. Because he's told, write to so-and-so, John Cena. And then you shake their hand and you move on, you know, and you can mm -hmm. have a little bit of a conversation. But so everything, I knew everything he was going to write on there is from his heart, you know. And so it ended up saying to Katrina, 10 years strong, thank you so much for all these years. Wow. And... So it's just, um, it's so cool to know that that made a difference to him. Yeah. Because he makes such a difference to me that I can't even, I can't even describe it. But to see his face and to have him look at me and say, I needed to see this, you know, because yeah. everything he does and the way, the way the fans treat him. And if you don't like him, that's fine. Like I said, but they, they crap on him. And I think that's it's crazy how poorly they treat someone who does so much for the business mm, yeah. and he says it doesn't bother him he says everybody has their own opinion and stuff but that's gotta bother him yeah. it's gotta get to him after a while mm -hmm. you know and so that was just a great experience for me to be able to you know know that that like made an impact on him you know does mm -hmm. he remember it now probably not because he had a lot to deal with and still has a lot to deal with every day but that was just really special. So one of the biggest things in wrestling is a superstar's finishing maneuver. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, what's your favorite of all the people on the roster right now? Who's got your favorite finisher? I I really like Rollins's uh, curb stomp, because it, it's it's one of those moves when you see him do it, you're like, yeah, that that's you're done after you get hit. That yeah, it's just and it's like, and unique. there's just some moves you see, like, okay, I don't really get how this is a finisher, but whatever. Yeah. But you see that, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This is clearly a finisher. This is gonna end up match. It's literally a finisher. Like, yeah, you're done. And it's and it's something that's never really been done before. Like yeah. there, you have all those moves like the spear or the power bomb or the yeah. stunner or whatever. They've they've all been done numerous times by different people, but no one. There's never been anyone else who has done the curve. No, stop. I can't recall anyone. So it, yeah, and they built it up so well. Yeah. recently. Well, and not just anybody could execute a move like that. Mm -hmm. You have to make it look right. Yeah. And you know so the caliber of athlete that Seth Rollins is certainly caters to mm -hmm. him being able to execute a finisher like that and make it look very good. Yeah. How about the running bow dog? Okay. <laughs> okay, so that, that, that's a good one. Here's though. the thing. Uh what are your like what are your opinion? Do you like it? Do you like it as a finisher? It's, do you think it's, it's good for him. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. perfect for him. So do, I agree. If anyone else did it, I couldn't take the I just seriously. wanted to hear your opinions because just from for the majority of people online, they think they really don't like it. Really? Yeah, I personally really like it. I think it's perfect. Well, it, it couldn't, like you said, it couldn't work for anybody. Yeah, yeah I but like it. But I think it works for Bo. Bo's yeah. the only one that it really works for. I still would love to see him at a submission finisher mm -hmm. just for the fact of, like, <laughs> don't tap out. You can do it. Don't, like, yeah. like, egg, like he's, tell he's it, encouraging trying to make to them believe. Like, yeah. I think that'd be great as a, I don't know what, just yeah. something. One of my favorites right now, other than the curb stomp, because since it's kind of universal, that it's one of the coolest mm. finishers right now. I really like Paige's rampage. Yeah, I think it's like 
I, I haven't seen somebody do... I've seen a lot of variations of DDTs, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen that, was pretty unique, that before. Yeah. Yeah, like a is. cradle DDT. Because that moves to my next thing about finishers is some finishers are just weaker than others. You can tell. Yeah. And speaking of page, I like the move the page turner. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of weak compared to the rampage or yeah. the PTO, you know? And so I hope she keeps doing it more of like a signature. I know. I Well, she ended it. She ended a match with yeah, her the day, yeah. and I I like the fact that she kind of rotates between the three. Yeah, I like how one. she's got three finishers. Yeah, because you you never know which one she's gonna pull yeah, out. Like I think they. I well, and they're think all they very different. Yeah. yeah, I honestly think they should stick with that. Yeah. I just because just the, the rampage is the most yeah. devastating. Well, yeah, thing. it's even a good one too because you can you can get those false finishes out of it. like oh she just hit the rampage yeah. that that's it and then they kick out and then yeah. she does the Although, page turn around. Yeah. And while we're speaking of finishers, there, yeah. there's just one that I just. Can't Bring get behind. Up. Okay. And I really like the guy, but I do not like the finisher. Cesaro's neutralizer. Oh. Okay. Like, I get I get how it's devastating, but it just looks so awkward. The setup is really it. weird. Yeah. And I, I, know, I feel like there's just a better way to set it up, and just a better finisher for him to personally do. Like <laughs> yeah. it doesn't to me. It doesn't really fit him. You should just swing people into submission. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I I don't know I associate with him now just because that that's. Yeah, what his finishes has been since he's debuted. Yeah, but I don't. Know, I even and even back then I didn't like it. And like the more and more I see it, the more and more well, I think he just needs awkward hand placement there. No, it's not even that. I mean, that's a big part of it. But I don't know. I just feel like there's there's some other move he could do that's more devastating. That to finish. Yeah, I honestly think he could end a match with that. The throwing uppercut, the, honestly, yeah, yeah. just as easily. Yeah, like, I, I don't think it really fits him. Well, and like, even, I can see even the name of it. it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But even the name of it, it doesn't... Well, and it, You know, like, they even call it the neutralizer. Like, shouldn't it be called the, the destroyer yeah, or something? It doesn't neutralize yeah. you. Well, and, and I get why they did that, because he's... From Switzerland, and they're supposed to be a big, like, neutral country. Yeah. So it makes okay. sense. Okay, but... I literally never thought of that. Yeah, I did. But for, like, a finisher name, you don't call a move the neutralizer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. I, it was just an observation. Yeah. Well, no, no, I agree, though. It just doesn't work as the neutralizer. I never really thought of it that way before, but... Yeah. <laughs> Katrina's yeah, right. It, it doesn't point. make sense that it's called yeah. the neutralizer. So what about of all time? Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this later, and I'm gonna okay. be like, wait, no, no, <laughs> I want to say this instead. I'll, you know, something better will come to me. But the tombstone, oh, uh, yeah. I really like, cause you just I don't know it it like commands your attention. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I don't know, it's just it's really cool. And it, the other one I would say is the pedigree. Oh yeah, because. It's it's just just awesome. Yeah, it is. Which, it I is. admit, Stephanie McMahon does a pretty dang yeah, good she pedigree. Did, she actually she must have been practicing. Yeah, <laughs> learning from Triple H because, but yeah, the pedigree is awesome. Tombstone is one where right when he's got him up, the whole crowd just is on their feet, mm. like ready for it. And that was a move that not very many people ever got out of. So when somebody mm-hmm. did kicked out of it, it's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. The the one that comes to mind for me would probably be. The Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. Just yeah. Just because he he literally did it to everybody. Whether he was he could have been like in a tag match with someone and they won and he shares a beer with them and then he stunts them just just because he just did. because. And I just remember as a kid like always like wrestling with friends or my yeah. brother or whatever. I'd always want to do the stunner. Everybody wants to do. Everyone yeah. wants to do the stunner. Kick to the gut, doom, and yeah. you can do it so easy. And, it, and it's such an easy move to do that. Yeah. I don't know. It and plus just like. 
the way he does it and the way that people sell yeah, it. Yeah, they can sell it in so many different ways. Yeah. Is it? Except for when Vince sells it, that's yeah, bad. Yeah, he's... That was, that was <laughs> well, his version of selling Vince. it. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know, that's just like the first one. Like, uh, many of them come to mind, but that's the one that keeps yeah. coming to my mind over and over and over again. Yeah, because like you said, and he said on... Uh, his podcast before it's like best thing about it is you can do it to anybody like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how big they are well you don't have to pick them up exactly. you it's don't have to boom. even se- you don't there's not even a setup no it's, really except for the kick and but you don't even really but need even then to do. right i gotta go with the uh, super kick switch in music yeah. I, I figured that's uh, what you'd been, say <laughs> always been my favorite because but the thing is nowadays a lot of people just kind of use it as right. a move you know yep. but when sean did it it was like the movie. It was an experience. When the he did only it. thing that blows my mind about Sweet Chin Music, which I do, I I love it too. You know, Sean, is, Sean and Bret Hart are the reason I watch wrestling today. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that really drew me in, and Sting in WCW. But uh, the setup, he might as well literally <laughs> scream to his opponent, yeah. "Hey, I'm mm-hmm. about to hit Look my out. finisher. Might you might want to duck." Well, it's it's like the same way with Orton when he like does right. Like, Throws right. his tantrum on <laughs> or, the ground. Or Roman Reigns punching the man yeah. doing yeah. his roar thing. It's just like, mm-hmm. or Edge, I get like, it. bouncing his butt off the turnbuckle. Yeah, pole. and... <laughs> <laughs> they know what's coming. <laughs> I get it. You know, I get that that's just part of it. But yeah. to me, that takes away from yeah. the credibility of exactly, your opponent. Exactly, that's true, yeah. Because, like, is your opponent really but, stupid enough to believe yeah. that you're not coming with the finish? In the midst of that, my favorite uh, super kicks were always the ones that he didn't do the mm-hmm. same for. When it would just be like... Oh, like, just hits the it. one on yep. Shadow Benjamin that jumping will off always the ropes. Be that's probably the best, the best one. I, yeah. like, well, and that's how it should have always mm, been done. Yeah, and he did. He did plenty of times end it with the setup. But I feel like a lot of times in the big matches, the setup didn't usually work out for him as well as well, yeah, just hitting I, it. I know a lot of times with the setup, like they would they would move out of the way. Yeah, or catch the leg. Yeah, and, like if it were Kurt Angle, he'd always right mm. into the ankle lock so many times. But. uh uh, and a lot of times after he'd hit it, he'd just fall down and lay down for like a minute. Should you listen to Ringside Radio? Let's ask WWE superstar Daniel Bryan. Yes! 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 Right now, looking at the roster, we've got a lot of people there. But a handful of them are older talents who are kind of just sitting there. So my question is, is it time for them to finally step away? And I'm not talking about, like, John Cena or Randy Orton or something like that. I'm talking about Mark Henry, The Big Show. Oh, I feel you. Kane. Uh, even Chris Jericho. RVD. RVD. What do you guys think? Do you feel like when you're watching Raw, I mean, for the most part, they can still put on good matches. I think any time RVD's on TV, it's good, yeah. a good match. Pretty much any time Jericho's on TV, it's mm-hmm. a good match. But... I mean, do they need to be there? Um, Are they really doing that much for the talent? Other than it's just awesome to see them. Yeah. Honestly, some of them I'm okay with. Like, Jericho, he comes back, and he, he comes back to put new talent over. Yeah. And I'm not saying Big Show and them don't do that either. But They do it a lot less. Yeah. Whether it's... Like, Jer- Jericho has said numerous times, whether it's interviews or his podcast or whatever, that he comes back to put the new talent over. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm kind of either or with it like i would like to see them move out that way they can give some of the younger guys yes. more time but i'm okay with it too because they if if they are putting the younger guys over then i'm okay with that because i don't want to see like jericho leave because he's one of my well, favorite yeah, wrestlers I, I know it i know but it's just 
eventually the time has to come. Yeah. And eventually like he will for some of these guys. One the main person that comes to mind and he was definitely in like my top ten favorites of all time is Kane. Mm-hmm. The more and more he when he wrestles, I'm just makes me sad. Well, and it's not how you want to remember no. him before for example, he left. I one of our friends, Kristen, has just started getting into wrestling. And she can't stand Kane because of his character he's portraying. You're not supposed to like him. Mm-hmm. And she just can't understand how anyone would have liked him at one point. And it's just like, you're seeing him at a time... This isn't Kane. You know what I mean? Right. Not the, the closest close. thing, yeah, The closest thing to the old school Kane we've gotten recently was that match at Extreme Rules with Brian. Yeah, that was very cool. Because that was a really good match. It's mm-hmm. just... It's one of those things where... I like him. And, I respect everything he's done. And I'm okay with him like doing like the whole corporate thing. Yeah, that kind of works. Because that that's honestly him. He's a very political corporate guy. But, but he but he still can't just do that because he's still wrestling. Yeah. He's it, still taking a spot up for that somebody I, like, else. I think if have. he's doing the corporate thing it shouldn't be on T V. It should be like a behind the scenes thing. And and I think when he does officially retire, he's going to be that guy, or he's going to be that guy who they put in charge of Raw, like making the GM or whatever. But well, and that's and that's cool because then he's not, mm-hmm. you know, like Grim said, he's not taking that spot that mm-hmm. somebody else should have. Yeah. So honestly, I, like my I, weighing in on the situation is I'm ready for. Mm-hmm. I I am these, too. The last of the Attitude Era mm-hmm. guys that is kind of go mm-hmm. because. Yeah, I, it's really a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. I'm I'm sitting over here pondering the question, going, you know, yeah, there and there are so many up-and-coming guys that we like uh-huh. love, yeah, and we can't wait to see what they can do and what heights they can reach in WWE. But there's that part of me that was 12 years old watching Kane, mm-hmm. yeah, that was 12 years old when Chris Jericho debuted in WWE, and it's it's. Just strange to think that they wouldn't be there anymore. Yeah. But, you know, things mm-hmm. do have to progress. And see, with Jericho, I feel like it's a little easier because he's always he he leaves for a couple months to go on tour, right? And he and stuff, so he's not there a whole lot. And he cares so much about yeah. WWE. He, but he cares so much about his band too. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. he really does pour his heart into what Whatever he does, and that's so. And his podcast yeah. and all those things are so so respectable. So I never, like, I would never have a problem when Jericho keeps coming back as long as he is contributing. Mm -hmm. Now, I do have to say Jericho and Bray Wyatt's feud did not do for me what I thought it would. No, I have to completely agree. I felt excited, and then I was like, darn. It was, and it... It just didn't. For some reason, it didn't. I don't think the chemistry was there. No, I don't think so either. I, I agree. Like it just doesn't like cause Jericho seems to be one of those guys. He's got good chemistry with everyone. Yeah. No matter who he's in. You see it on paper, with, Jericho Bray Wyatt, and yeah. you're just like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be sweet. Mm-hmm. The war of words is going to be like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's go- and their matches are gonna be amazing. And I think it was yeah. didn't live up to the hype I, I had yeah. in my head. I, and I think that's what it was. We all had a a huge spot for. It. We all thought it was gonna be the match of the night, the, one of the best feuds that was it, going on. But honestly, it, uh, for SummerSlam, it was. One, one of the fewer, one of the lesser, about, you know. So, okay, before we move on from this, okay. uh, we're talking about kind of the older guys or the guys who have been around longer. Yeah. And this made me think of uh, the main event on Raw this past Monday, the the thing that was Cena versus Bray, and yeah. then turned into the six man mm-hmm. tag. Okay, so I saw on, and we have a page where. We and our friends interact mm-hmm. about wrestling-related things. And I saw, I think it was yesterday, 
or Tuesday, I guess. That was yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was Thursday. Um, but I saw posted uh, there was, like, an outcry against the main event. And I didn't, I didn't comment because... And then when you said about the podcast, Grim, I was like, sweet, because I really want to bring this up. Okay. What, what was it about the main event? And I don't care. It's okay. okay. I just want to know. Okay, I'll go. Here's for me. Mainly because the Wyatt family is one of my, was one of my favorite parts of Raw on a weekly basis. And lately they've just kind of been on a decline. And I felt like that was just a nail in the coffin for them or something to, to buy them as legitimate, you know, legitimate competitors for anything. Big Show and Mark Henry have been just beating them for the past Mm -hmm. two weeks and now they do it again. For no reason, because Cena's they're not even a tag team. Here's the thing. I understand what they did with Cena, basically having him recreate what Lesnar did to him. I thought that was good storytelling. Right. I just wish it wasn't to break. Wasn't, oh, it was because to somebody else. Yep. this is somebody who Cena feuded with months ago, mm-hmm. who was viewed as a legitimate main event guy, a threat to Cena. Cena said, mm-hmm. I fear Bray. Right. He's a legitimate threat. Yep. My thing is, I understand they need to do that, because Cena's going to fight Lesnar. He needs to look changed and different mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you stand his chance i was just it crushed me that it was the bray yeah you know and that it was the why it's just basically buried as people say i'm not saying they're completely screwed or anything it just didn't look good at all in my opinion so that's my gripe with the main event was just made the why it's look terrible mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna lie i don't have much of an opinion on it because I kind of just fast forward through it because everything I was reading like online or from talking to Graham or Chris or whoever, everyone pretty much, it seemed like everyone was at a consensus that it wasn't a good main event and that all that happened was like Grimm's head, the whites got buried. So I didn't really watch it. I kind of just watched it through like fast forward on the DVR and and I knew it was going to turn into like the big treble thread and I just really, I, I don't really like seeing Mark Henry and Big Show team. It just doesn't. To me, it doesn't make sense. Like I get, it's not too exciting. Yeah, like I get they're both big guys, so they're like a tough team to beat or whatever. But it's I don't know, it's just not very exciting. And it's like what Graham said. Like the Wyatt's have just been being beat over and over and over again. They haven't been very legitimate for a while. So yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing and Bray as. As difficult as that must have been for him, you know, because the the way we feel, imagine how he felt, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and to see the way he still put over everything Cena did, yeah, like, and I I've always liked Bray as a character yeah. and as a talent, yeah, but I just remember feeling so much respect for him, like here something's going on that should not, it should not be happening to him, yeah, you know, and 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 like you like you said earlier, that we need to be doing the storytelling with Cena. Because Lesnar's not there to do it. Yeah. It has to happen somewhere. And, but, uh, yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't have been too Bray. And I just remember watching him sell things and saying, man, you know what? Like, I have so much respect for the way he is making. Because Cena doesn't need to look good. But for this, I mean, for this he does. Yeah. It should have been somebody else. I agree mm-hmm. with that yeah. 100%. But I, I really do respect Bray for, you know, the way he did it, the way he yeah, conducted he himself. Because somebody like Sean, I'm sorry, Sean Michaels, <laughs> you know, but somebody like Sean Michaels would 
try to make it look as horrible as he could yeah. because well, he, he did that. And he did. Yeah. And that's what I think of. And then, you know, and Bray is such a young guy. Bray's actually younger than me, which mm-hmm. is completely insane <laughs> to me. But um, j- just to see a young guy have, like, that much respect mm-hmm. yeah. for the business he's in, I had a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. I he got a lot of respect from me just seeing that happen. Yeah, that is a yeah. good point. I didn't really think about it like yeah. that. So that is, that's a plus that I took away from mm-hmm. it, yeah. was I felt really good about Bray and the future of WWE in the hands of people like mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I Ooh. felt really good about yeah. that. Yeah. that. I is, really did. That is a positive. I took that away. It, yeah. Like, I really took that away from it. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it here, mm. because I was like, I'm not going to post because I want to talk about this mm-hmm. and yeah. see, you know. Well, that's true. Yeah. Because I really, I felt like that was a positive. Yeah. yeah, which it is. And I don't like that it turned into a six-man tag. Yeah. Because. Like, why? Well, and Big Show and Mark Henry don't need anything at all. No. no. They're not, they're not even a, an actual tag team. No. They're just. They're, Mark Henry no has just recently come back. Yeah. They're way, I mean, they're way past their prime. Yeah. And so I just, I feel like. You know, Big Show and Mark Henry were put over when they didn't need it. Yeah. The Wyatts and all the Wyatts looked bad when yeah. none of them deserved mm-hmm. to. No, every so. each one of them, yeah. The Rock has got to know. What is your favorite podcast? Well, well, I guess my my favorite podcast would probably be. It doesn't be. matter what your favorite podcast is, because The Rock's favorite podcast is Ringside Radio. Can we talk about how good both? Ambrose and Rollins are doing at their respective roles. Mm. Like, so Mm -hmm. good. Rollins is actually getting booed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I never imagined He's a heel who is awesome, and he's so good that he's actually getting booed Mm -hmm. as a heel. Mm -hmm. And that, like, like, doesn't happen anymore. I know. Normally, people people love him. People are like, I love him. Bray, people cheer Bray because Mm -hmm. he's cool. Well, okay. Rollins is getting booed. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And I have this obnoxiously strange perspective on Rollins because I used to watch him as an Mm -hmm. indie guy, you know? So I've watched him since he was basically a baby in wrestling, Mm -hmm. you know, like he was 19. So obviously... Everything he does, I'm like so proud and so excited. Yeah. But like, and here's and here's a, another well kept secret of mine. I'm not the biggest fan of Roman Reigns. Mm. I do not dislike him. You know, I think he deserves to be there. I think he's talented, but he really yeah. doesn't I'm do as much go. for me mm-hmm. as he does way. for so many other fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but so so Rollins, I like love. To me, everything he touched touches turns to gold yeah. because i think he's the greatest ever he has a golden briefcase and reigns <laughs> doesn't really excite me but mm-hmm. when reigns comes out and clobbers rollins <laughs> i get excited yeah that is such a testament to what rollins can do as yeah. a heel it, it, i i laugh mm-hmm. i like jump up mm-hmm. and that's my guy yeah. getting clobbered by the yeah. guy i don't like that much that's saying something but it really does like it gets mm-hmm. me excited he's I enjoy watching him get clobbered because he's so good yes. at playing that role. You want to see him get killed. He's great. You want to see somebody knock him off that it, post. It's like when Edge would be his Weasley self, and then he'd, he'd get destroyed, and it was it was hilarious. And whether you like, liked Edge or not, it was yeah. it was delightful watching yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. You, everyone loves seeing Edge get destroyed, <laughs> yes. whether it was by The Undertaker or yes. Cena or, yes, or Batista or whoever it was. Everybody loved it. So him. satisfying. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like that, it's that Weasley heel. They finally get what they deserve. Right. He, they've got something so good with him mm. and the positions. The well, roles and, they and, gave and, him and, are and Ambrose they do and, too. Oh my, my gosh. gosh. I don't I don't know who was behind signing them, but like like I don't know who exactly. Yeah. But my gosh, I bet now they're like, wow. Good thing we did that. You know, yeah. because even though like you know they're good. They yeah. they have like untapped potential. It's, it's just mind. It's insane. Like, don't get me wrong. Here's here's the way I see it. Reigns is being what people are saying, like groomed. Like he's obviously gonna be, mm. you know, the the, the guy, guy or whatever. But you've got Rollins and Ambrose over here. They're doing it on their own. Mm. Yes. I mean, they're given the spot. Like, oh well, here's your match. Do this and stuff. Right. But Ambrose as the face. Who I never imagined yeah, would no. be the no. face in this. No. It's completely and now, right now, I'm like, it. he's going to be a heel eventually, but please not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I'm loving right. cheering him. He's mm-hmm. just right. a badass. Like, Well, he's a loose cannon. Yes. It reminds me of Brian Pillman. Yeah, I used to watch, man. you know, and Brian Pillman, like, pulled a gun on TV once, <laughs> yeah. and they cut the feed, you know? And I, I know I know that was predetermined, that. but when I see you Ambrose know? go crazy. I, I don't see Ambrose pulling a gun, but I see him doing some crazy, like, knife or something. Yeah, I, I see him doing something. They're like, oh, we need to stop this. Like, but I think so feed. much of Ambrose mm-hmm. when, you know, or I think of Brian Pillman yeah. when mm-hmm. I see Ambrose because – he is like he is that role, except mm-hmm. and this is no disrespect to Brian Pillman, he's better. Yeah. He is so there's so much to you're him. You're not sure what he's gonna do. Yeah, he's and he and he's another one of those guys, when he loses, he doesn't look bad. No. Because to him it doesn't matter whether he wins or loses. Well, he loses and, yeah. himself sometimes yeah. just by getting exactly. he's, like, he's like he gets himself deep pissed. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna hit you in the chair. <laughs> and it like usually that's a heel thing to do, but, but the it works like, for yeah. him as a face because it's like but Katrina said, he is a loose cannon, and that's just He's the insane, way he is. and everybody it's, likes it's so that. so cool. He's literally just like a cool guy yeah. to like. It's well, like, and even his, his sloppy in ring work, mm-hmm. it's sloppy it because fits. that's his thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think it's Michael Cole describes it as chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I, I couldn't come up with a better way to yeah. describe it. Michael Cole draws me up a wall. But it is. It's chaotic. Yeah. Sometimes he sometimes he can do stuff. Sometimes he has, his, he has his moments. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... But, and speaking of this whole, like, Tyler... Or the whole Rollins yeah. and Ambrose feud, I never pictured Rollins being the one in the suit and tie. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he does not seem like a suit and tie guy to me. He just yeah. seems like he's going to well, be that but, guy but tell me who now. walks out in jeans, a t-shirt, Is he and doing it? Yeah. He is. He is. I honestly, he is I do, feel like he you, you could go it. back. He's perfect for I feel it. like you could go back and listen to a podcast of ours from any time mm-hmm. between when we started last October and April or May. And we would have said, anytime we've talked about we had a specific topic one time about mm-hmm. when the shield splits. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive we said things along the lines of, "Well, Rollins is going to be the big baby face." Mm-hmm. You know, he's the, everybody yeah. will love him because he's just so awesome. Ambrose, definite heel. I can't see him as anything mm-hmm. but a heel and all this stuff. And then Reigns, I remember saying like, "Well, he could just do whatever." Because mm-hmm. I just he could be but anyone. Look at it now. Mm-hmm. It's completely backwards. Reigns and it's is perfect. The, Reigns, they're putting Reigns as a big baby face. Rollins is. The, Probably the biggest heel in the company right now. You've got him aligned with the authority. Mm-hmm. You always have Kane yep. helping him with his yep. matches. You well, can't. and nobody, like, people get disturbed by a suit, mm-hmm. so to yeah. speak. Someone who is it's basically, someone who's a yes man, yeah, you know? sold out. And corporate America, you know, that's that's such a corporate America mm-hmm. thing. People who will, you know, kiss whatever butts they have to mm-hmm. kiss to get to the top. Yeah, and so people take that so personally because it's something that anybody who is basically employed anywhere mm-hmm. can relate to. Yeah, yep. So it's hate. something that gets taken so personally. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. if you put someone in there and have them go corporate, oh my gosh, people yeah, are going to get mad. Definitely but Rollins does it so well mm-hmm. that, you know, people who love him yeah. love mm-hmm. to see him get killed. Yeah. And the big part of it too is they built the shield up so much. Like they yeah. were, they were like almost like the Lesnar. How oh, is the how teams, they now? They, they there was no one who. They took on the entire tag team division by themselves and won. Yeah, and destroyed them all. You make a good point. They and, couldn't go anywhere else. Yeah, and everyone loved him. They were so over. They're probably the most over superstars on the roster. And then Rollins stabbed his his brothers in the back. Well, and I and, I remember like and everyone and everyone was so shocked by it. No exactly, one saw it Exactly, because he's he's the last one I would have I would have yeah, said was going to do it. Yep. The last one. See, I pictured Reigns maybe doing it cuz he's like, "Well, I want my own." I thought for sure Reigns was I, joining I, like, the authority. Yeah, or like evolution. Like not even I, necessarily the authority. Mm-hmm. I just pictured him like attacking like the other two because he wanted he wanted to do his own. He he's going to say like they're holding him back or whatever. He wants the big title. But Rollins was the one who did. Like no one was expecting it, and whoever thought of this storyline and whoever thought of doing it, they they nailed it. Yeah, they, they it's just... so it's so exciting and refreshing mm-hmm. to know because we sit around and we talk about wrestling, and I consider us like well knowledgeable people mm-hmm. on yeah. wrestling because we've watched long enough and we kind of we know what's going to be good, what's going to mm-hmm. work, what's not going to work. So it's to me, it's so refreshing to know that that element of surprise can still be there, mm-hmm. even for people yeah. who are like who have watched forever, mm-hmm. you know, who have watched for more yeah. than half their lives. I feel like that's when you know they're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. Kind of how we were talking about the roster and everything mm-hmm. earlier. Is, do you think that the WWE altogether? I'm including NXT and people who haven't debuted yet, mm-hmm. like Steen and all mm-hmm. them. Do you think this is like the strongest that the WWE's overall roster has looked almost ever? Because uh, when you look at it, yeah. it's insane. I, I'd say yes, just because like all of them are like everyone who they're signing, everyone at NXT, and the people who are building their way up to be the main eventers. They're all the best wrestlers in the world, uh, in the world, and they they're not only just good, they're not only good on. Like as in the ring, but they're good on the mic. They're, they're good at building story. They have the emotion, and they they have everything. They are literally signing the best people in the world right now. So I'm super excited for the future of the company. Yeah. And like for like Steen and David and uh, Kenta, I've never really seen any of their in ring work or any anything they've really done. But I've never heard anyone say, "Oh, I don't like them," or "Oh, they're bad." And or I, like I've never heard bad signing. Or yeah, something. I've never heard anything bad said about them. And I've seen, I've seen more of the Prince Devitt stuff just because of seeing pictures of some of like the costumes he's always done, yeah. and they were awesome. <laughs> yeah. So like, I've never really seen any of their in ring work, but I've never heard any anyone say anything bad about them. I mean, you usually have that one person who's like, "Oh, they suck. I hate <laughs> them." Blah blah blah. But. Probably haven't seen them. Yeah, browsing like browsing through like Reddit or whatever the website yeah. is. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about them. Yeah. Do you know what I really like is that I think I think there's almost like a, a new movement. I think Triple H has finally like gotten the concept mm-hmm. yeah. of because like I've always heard it said that you know Vince looks for a certain like mm-hmm. you Type. Vince wants you to look a certain way. Yeah. 
John Cena, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he looks mm-hmm. for. And if you're if you're not built like that, um, you're probably a sideshow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And so I'm I'm excited about. Um, like, the fact that Kevin Steen is going to be on the roster mm-hmm. because Kevin Steen does not look like no. a guy mm-hmm. that Vince McMahon would sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and to me that's exciting because Kevin Steen is not going to be the big show. He's not going to be the world's strongest man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be a legitimate wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a, a, not a guy role. who is mm-hmm. there because he's big or because yeah. he was a power lifter in the Olympics or quote-unquote, Andre the Giant's son. Kevin Steen is going to be Kevin Steen Mm -hmm. or whatever silly name they give him. But he... He's going to be Kevin Steen, the wrestler, Mm -hmm. who's also a big dude. Yeah, he's... And, like, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and uh, David and... Kenta again, and and I don't know a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard of both of them, you know. Steen, I've actually seen Russell once when I went to a Ring of Honor show, and uh, got to meet him and stuff. So that, I mean, that'll be a cool story mm-hmm. for a later yeah. date. But you know, because nobody nobody was there. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to go talk to the Briscoes, and I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to Kevin Steen because nobody's over there. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, thanks for coming over. <laughs> you know. And now I'm like, Haha, people who didn't come over. <laughs> You know, because he didn't charge for anything. I think I got my mom an autograph, and I got a picture with him, and he didn't charge me nothing. Mm. So it doesn't get much better than that. You know, cool guy, and he's going to be Kevin Steen, who's a great wrestler and a big dude. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be Kevin Steen the sideshow. So, yeah. like, I think that's exciting. I think that's that so cool. It's Triple like a new H movement. is behind these guys. Yeah. He's going to make sure they've got a yep. good place because yeah. he, he's behind the reason they're signed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just... And I do think overall wrestlers should look at least to mm-hmm. a point. You know, you have to look believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, as soon as Kevin Steen's in the ring, like, his 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 in-ring work's mm-hmm. going to speak, speak for itself. For so. itself so. I was actually thinking that earlier. Like what you were saying about how Vince has those, he has that look he looks for. He wants the big muscular guys like Batista or Big Show or whatever. And I was gonna ask you guys like what you thought about how like all these newer guys they're all not they don't they're not small by any means, but they're not the big muscular ripped guys. They're just they're kind of average sized guys who are just happen to be really strong. I, I just I like I think it's I like think it's finally time. I think it's finally more about the the talent pool mm-hmm. like how good you are than because if you look at the 80s wrestling like those guys mm-hmm. were for the most part they were not in great shape mm-hmm. unless you're talking about like recruited mm-hmm. you know or the ultimate warrior mm-hmm. or yeah. something like that they were they were more like bigger fluffier mm-hmm. guys but like they had they had character, you know. Mm-hmm. They had um, people yeah. believed in them. Yeah. Whether They're they liked them or hated them, they had charisma yeah. and they had gimmicks. And I almost feel like we kind of we've kind of come full circle because mm-hmm. there was that, and then there was you know, and then there was like I guess the Vince McMahon only mm-hmm. looking for a certain type, which there were other guys like mm-hmm. Sean and Brett who were yeah. smaller guys who were in there and were very successful. So I think now we're at a point where it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? You know, if if you're a good wrestler, mm-hmm. if you're a really good wrestler, and you can sell the product, we want you. Mm-hmm. And that is how it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, so it's, yeah, it's I like love it. the fact that it's more about the wrestling, mm-hmm. what you can do 
Like, look is part of it, but it's not so much size look. It's mm -hmm. just maybe look in general. I don't think mm -hmm. it's so much about, oh, you're a big, beefy dude and all that stuff. Because when you look at the guys, I mean, we were just talking about Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, mm -hmm. Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, Ken Todd, Prince Devin, and Ke mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Steen have all just been signed. It's like, it's more about, and friggin' Daniel Bryan, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like, honestly, CM Punk is a big reason behind yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He... And just from watching this documentary and stuff, I mean, like, he kind of paved the way for that mm -hmm. indie, smaller, you know. Yeah, he more, really did. He, yeah. if, if anything else, he did do that through his self, mm -hmm. you know, self-proclaimed revolution and all yeah. that stuff that he wanted to change and stuff. I think he did do that. Yeah, that, that happened. You can always tell, like, what guy's been signed because there were the big guys, like, the great Kali, he's a big monster that is intimidating. Not so much anymore, <laughs> but back then he he kind of was, and then there was like... No, he was. And, and there yeah, was Batista he was back and in Umaga, the day. not taking anything away from Umaga or Batista, because they're both good wrestlers, Yeah. but like those were the guys like Vince looked for. He looked for this big, muscular, ripped out of their mind guys. Yeah, and not just completely huge, but yeah. I mean just like the physique mm -hmm. of like... You know, maybe like a Chris Masters yeah. or something. Or even like, a David Otunga or whatever. Yeah, they're just good physique. Yeah. They don't have to be like huge guys, mm -hmm. but they're ripped. Yeah. But yeah, it's more about, like you said, the talent. It's <laughs> I still remember Colt Cabana saying on a podcast, I'm sorry, I don't have a six pack. I like Reese's Pieces, Vince. <laughs> 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 yeah. He said Reese's Pieces and Mike and Ike's, and then that. That year, his Hanukkah gift from me was eight boxes of Mike and Ike's all taped <laughs> together. <laughs> it was funny watching him try to open them so he could eat them. <laughs> I'm sure he loved it, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> it's Colt Cabana. It really... I mean, but really, that's that's kind of the point. You know, mm -hmm. that's kind of what we're saying. That's yeah. the basis of what we're saying is, you know, you shouldn't have to look a certain yeah. way yeah. in order to have credibility mm -hmm. as a wrestler. If you're good, you're good. You're listening to Ringside Radio, invented by Chris Jericho. Okay, it's random superstar time. Dun, Let's dun, see dun. what we got. For 76, Mr. Kennedy! It's Kennedy. <laughs> so yeah, Mr. Kennedy, or Mr. Anderson, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> In some circles. Yeah. <laughs> well... I'll start this off, I guess. I remember <laughs> back in, like, 2006, seven. I was into wrestling, but I was still... I was a mark. I did what they wanted. <laughs> you know, I liked who they liked for the most... Who I was supposed mm -hmm. to like. I liked the good guys, but I didn't like the bad guys because they were bad guys, you know? <laughs> but I remember one of the first people who was a bad guy who I liked for some reason, was Mr. Kennedy. For one reason or another, I just thought he was awesome. He was a loudmouth and he was annoying, but it made him stand out <laughs> big time. I loved the microphone thing coming down from the, you know, he'd hold up his hand and the microphone would fall down. I liked his in-ring work. For some reason, he was one of the first bad guys who I was like, I like this guy. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, I started realizing you can actually like the bad guys because they're good at what they're doing. But I just remember he was one in like 2007 who I was like this guy's awesome and 
we've we talked about this before that he was destined for greatness mm-hmm. yeah or he was going to do great things and it all just kind of he had a bad bad year won money in the bank got hurt lost his world title opportunity came back and just didn't really do much after that mm-hmm. held the u.s title for a short amount of time that was really about it but i think he's found a lot more success in tna but mm-hmm. i don't really watch him in it so i don't know but he'll always be Mr. Kennedy to me, not yep. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Will never, never yeah. change. I, I'm kind of on the same boat as Grimm. I mean, I had always, there had always been like a few bad guys like when I was younger that I'd liked. But I think that was mostly because like I'd watch it with my brother and he really liked them. So I kind of just got on board because, oh, John likes him, so I might as well like him too. But he was, he was definitely one of those guys who you, you, you loved watching him, but you hated him at the same time. And, yeah, I, I'd always liked him. And I remember I was watching TNA one, one day, and they said something about Mr. Anderson. I'm like, who are they talking about? And then he came out like, no, no, that's Mr. Kennedy. I think you're mistaken. <laughs> but, yeah, from what I've seen and, like, read and stuff, it seems like he's one of their top guys. So it seems like he has more success over there. Yeah. And, and it sucks because he... They definitely did see something in him because they gave him a lot of opportunities, but he kept either getting hurt or something would come up. Or his timing was just yeah, he yeah. had bad timing. Yep. Trina, what do you think of Mr. Kennedy? Oh, I th- I think he was really entertaining. I think a lot of people liked to imitate him. His big Mr. Kennedy yell thing. I know I did. Oh, I, I remember was, we all used to do. Yeah, that. And, and I, I was, was like, I was probably <laughs> even more annoying than he was, which is saying a lot. But, uh, um, not surprising though. His, um, I like, I really liked what he did in the ring, mm. but I think the coolest thing he ever did was destroying Hornswoggle <laughs> off was the ladder yeah. then, at Money in the Bank. Mm. And our friend cried because of it. <laughs> you and it can't was just do great. that. He's gonna kill him. <laughs> he's dead, guys. He's dead. I, I wasn't there watching it with you guys, but I remember. Like you guys talking about it, like youth that's group or something. That's still one of our favorite yeah. stories. Yeah, that was his you big You guys talking, talking about it at youth group, and <laughs> and then we're all okay. dying laughing. And the kid who did it was just sitting in their corners like, "You guys are, it's not funny." What's so ironic is that you know Kennedy destroyed Hornswoggle at Money in the Bank, and then Hornswoggle ended up taking that spot that Kennedy was supposed to have. Uh, because from what I understand, oh, yeah. Kennedy was supposed to be the the mysterious Vince McMahon's son because, you know, because of his last name is Vince's middle name and they were going to tie that in. And then they, you know, I think that was during the time when he was hurt and, Mm. you know, couldn't be around. And then they they ended up pulling Hornswoggle out of a hat on that one. So it's kind of funny that, yeah, exactly. It's funny that Kennedy, like, destroyed him. Yeah. In the, it's just ironic to me. And then Hornswoggle ended up in that spot. I I think the reason why Hornswoggle wound in that spot, like, well, since we can't do for a good storyline since the person who we wanted is injured or whatever that like, we'll, we'll go for more of a comedic approach to it and right well and i don't it's that's irrelevant yeah. i just wanted to point out the irony is, yeah. but i did um i i always enjoyed him um and a very unique thing that i will say is um my friend heather had a signing and had him there and i've never seen this before and i've never seen it since with kennedy Every woman that came up to the table, he stood up for them. Hmm. Every single woman. And that that's really weird. Mm-hmm. But, like, I 
I've never seen that before yeah. since every huh. every female that came to the table, he would stand up, shake their hand, take their picture, sign his autograph, and then sit back down. So yeah, when there were like ten in a row, he was yeah. probably like, "Damn it!" <laughs> but I just I remember looking at my mom and I'm like, "Dude," because she was there with me. I'm like, "Dude, he's standing up for every mm-hmm. chick," and he he did every time. Hmm. So there you go, ladies. Chivalry. But is the not guys, bad. but seriously, <laughs> the guys, he would stay seated at the table, and they could come behind the table mm-hmm. and stand by him for the picture. But for the ladies, he always stood up. Hmm. So I was like, "Wow, that it, it was just cool." Yeah, chivalry's not dead. I guess not. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> My God, this is the best damn podcast I've ever heard in my life, King. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Ringside Radio. We had a blast. It was a good time. We will try and do nah. one of these sooner so we <laughs> won't, wait so long. won't have you know, so much to talk about, even though it's good to have stuff to talk mm-hmm. about. But yeah, if you've enjoyed this, share it along, because we'd love to have more listeners. We'd love to hear from you. Keep listening to Ringside Radio. I'm Grim Chorizo. I'm Sloppy Joe. And I'm Katrina Cena. And we'll see you next month. <laughs>